Well, good morning, everyone in the room. It's fantastic to be here with you all, and good morning to everyone who is watching at home or in your groups. It really does feel like a celebration this morning as we do get to gather together with more people and actually sing praises to our God who is so, so good. It's been fantastic already. I felt a bit emotional, actually, um, when we were first singing. As I jump in this morning to, to looking at the celebration and see how that applies for us today, I was actually, I considered coming on this morning to the song, celebrate good times, come on. And um, however, YouTube would not allow that because of copyright. So, oh well, you have to, you have to do with my, uh, with my attempt at singing. <laughs> Just before we jump into the celebration in that passage, though, a quick recap of um, Nehemiah, where we found ourselves in, in this book of the Bible. The wall around Jerusalem is complete, okay? So there's been trials, there's been opposition, and yet they completed the project after a number of years. Now, one-tenth of the people uh, of all the tribes of Israel were brought to live in this, in this holy city, and Jerusalem finally could once again be the mighty city uh, that God had promised it, with God at the center as well. So with all the amount of effort that had been put into this, the amount of, of energy, time, years, I'm sure blood, sweat, and tears, uh, rightfully, as it was completed, they chose to celebrate. And there are actually lots of festivals and celebrations and things that were throughout the year with, for the... Um, for the Israelites in the Old Testament, they had them in their calendars. And it's similar to how we mark our calendars with birthdays and anniversaries and different festivals and things like that. But why do we celebrate? Why do we do that? I, I want to propose three reasons why we can choose celebration in our life. And the first one is this. Celebration produces strength. Only in chapter 8 of Nehemiah, Nehemiah says to the people, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And hasn't it been the case over the past year and a bit that actually having that one thing to look forward to in the week has really just kept us going. It's really spurred us on. Maybe it was like that takeaway that we're just looking forward to on Saturday, or maybe it was uh, the, the quiz on Zoom with our friends that we were really looking forward to. That got us through the week, something fun and something exciting that got us through the week. We've been marking the days down to this specific event, something that's going to be really, really fun. And it can be a refreshing experience as well. Laughter is scientifically, it's good for your body physically, and also it's good for the soul. We end up more resilient, more equipped with what life is going to throw at us when we have taken the time to celebrate. And we do it in our Sunday services. We praise God. We celebrate who God is and what he has done with gladness. We've done it already this morning. The Israelites in this passage that we heard, they, they worship with musical instruments and, and singing. That's something that we can all join in with as well. And there's real joy across the ages with sung worship. I remember as a kid, I used to love it, just singing without you know, inhibitions, just singing. I don't know if I sounded good or not, but I was just singing to God, the creator of the universe. I love in Psalm 100, which talks about worshiping the Lord with gladness and coming before him with joyful songs. It's a brilliant psalm if you have the time to read it. Sometimes the reputation of Christians is to be really serious or rule following. But actually our God is the God of celebration. I mean, look at what he said when he was celebrating what he created in, in Genesis. He says, it is good. Jesus actually celebrated so much that he was accused of being a drunkard and a glutton. 
the way that he celebrated big occasions, spent time with friends, went out for meals. This is part of living life to the full, delighting in the beautiful richness that God has offered our lives. And I certainly feel better when celebrating either a special event or a person or occasion, even just having a really good belly laugh with some friends. I feel encouraged. And the celebration in this passage, it was joy-filled. It was a, a raucous a celebration, looking back at all that had been achieved thanks to the grace of God and God's provision. So that was my first point. Celebration produces strength. Okay. My second point this morning is that celebration fosters community. So celebration is actually one of the, the disciplines mentioned in a book by Richard Foster. He talks about celebration being a corporate discipline. So it's something that we do with other people on, primarily on, on the whole. And I already said it this morning, we're, we're doing this together. You know, we're, we are gathered together as a group. There's people gathered in groups as well watching now. We are, even if you are watching on your own, you are not the only person watching on your own because there's groups of us watching all over this city and beyond. So it's something that we're doing together, something that we do as a community, uh, praising God, celebrating this morning. In the passage we read, there was uh, already, so there was a bunch of Levites already living in Jerusalem. So just for a bit of context, in case you've got some questions about that, Levites were uh, the tribe of descendants from Joseph, who had his Technicolor dream coat, uh, from Joseph's brother Levi. Okay, so Levi, they all then became the Levites. As a tribe, they were responsible for specific religious duties, and some of them were priests as well. So that gives you a bit of context. And even though a bunch of them were already living in Jerusalem, had already been chosen to live there, I think it's 284, according to chapter 11, still, it wasn't enough for the scale of this celebration. More were, requi were required. They needed more of these people to come, to sing songs, to, to lead people in praising God. It was a really big deal, and they were pulling out all the stops for this thanksgiving and, and, and music with all sorts of instruments as well. And there is something special when people gather together to celebrate, something unifying, something accomplished. When there's like impulsive singing, uh, music, a joyful noise. And this happens all over the world in, in loads of different cultures. I remember being at uh, some good friend's wedding a few years ago and the spirit on the dance floor was just enthralling. It was it was such a fun place to be. Everyone was up dancing. The DJ, I think, was just playing some banging tunes. And we were laughing and singing. And I somehow ended up arm in arm with someone I'd never met before. And, and we had that moment of going, what's your name? Chris. What's yours? Nathaniel. Daniel. No, Nathaniel. Daniel. Cool. And then we just proceeded to do the can-can on the dance floor with, I don't even know what song it was, but honestly, it was, it was hilarious. It was so fun. And we didn't have to know each other. No one told us to do any of that. We were just so united in celebrating the marriage of our friends that we could not help but just dance and sing and have fun together. And it was, it was great. I love things like that. Happy times that bring people together. Recently, a few of my neighbors and I started watching the new Marvel show on Disney Plus called Loki, um, and we've been rotating around whose house we go watch it in. So we kind of rotate to different houses in our, on our road, um, and that's been really fun. It actually culminated with us all, a, a larger group on our road, going to the cinema to watch Black Widow, the new Marvel film. And in coming together to celebrate some really good storytelling and some good action sequences, uh, actually our friendship grew deeper 
And so people that we probably, I didn't know as well, now, you know, we're getting to know one another through doing these activities together, through celebrating certain aspects of life together. And now this little group of ours is planning uh, for when we can throw a barbecue for a whole road all together. So I love how celebration creates more celebration, where more people are included and more people are invited to take part. And I know as well, loads of different life groups, loads of community groups, all the group life. They've, they've been throwing uh, events, different things for the road, different things in, in, in gardens and stuff like that to, to include people, to celebrate, having meals together just having fun together. And this is so central to who we've been created to be. Third and final point this morning is that celebration points to Jesus. What do I mean by that? In Nehemiah 12, 43, so it's a little bit later, this is in the middle of their celebration. It says these words, and on that day they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. They were so loud in their celebration that people from other places, other cities, they could hear what was going on. That's amazing. It's super fitting today that we're able to sing out loud songs of praise for our awesome God and who he is. And how fitting that we can make a joyful noise, that we can make music to say that God is so good. And I know that there are times that we don't feel like celebrating. I know I've had moments recently as well where I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just weary. And I think, oh, I'm not going to be able to get this done. I'm, I'm, I'm not there. And hopefully someone will, will come and, and remind me that God's got this. God's got it. And I'm like, oh yes. Okay. I don't have to do it in my own strength. Okay. Um, and then my, my perspective is realigned as I, as I have God as my king, and, and I can focus on Jesus. I'm really sure that when they completed the wall of Jerusalem, people were exhausted. It had been years. People could have said, I'm not going to come to the dedication, and I'm not going to celebrate because I, I can't find it in me today. But they didn't. It was such a huge project and so opposed that when it was completed, people could not help but point to God and say, it was only by God that this was finished, that this was completed. Praise be to God. And for you now, if you are feeling weary, my encouragement would be, just give your best for wherever you're at. That is all that God requires of you. When they were celebrating in, in this book of Nehemiah, they didn't have Jesus at this point. We, 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 Jesus comes in the New Testament, which is about 400 years after this book, roughly. We, however, we do have Jesus. We know what he's done and how he's changed our lives if we choose to believe that God has won the victory. So followers of Christ can celebrate even louder than they did in the book of Nehemiah. Basically, We always have reason to celebrate, even if life is awful. And this isn't not a burden in any way. This is not saying you should be celebrating. No, no, no. This is an invitation and a choice that you get to celebrate because of what Jesus has done and because you have Jesus in your life. As you carry out our projects, let's be reminded that God's got this. We can rest on that knowledge and celebrate his continual goodness for us, his church. 
You might also be in a place of hurt and brokenness, but there is something completely beautiful that takes place when even in a place of drought or pain, we choose to worship. That is real, raw, powerful worship. We see that throughout the Bible. To have every earthly thing taken from you and to still choose to worship God. That, that's where breakthrough happens. There are actually so many people in this church in Riverside who have had incredibly difficult challenges thrown their way, who have um, had horrible, horrible burdens to bear. And I am still blown away when I see them smile with real joy and when I see them give glory to God for where they are and what they have. It's, it's incredible. The journey of discipleship is a celebration of what Jesus has done for us. God has given us everything. Surely we can't help but shout it from the rooftops and tell everyone we know about it. In the book of 1 Peter 1.3, it says, Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy. When we obediently celebrate the goodness of God, it always points people to Jesus. It always points people to God. And as Christians, we should be known as the party people. We have so much to celebrate. Jesus died for us so that we could have eternal life. We don't have to feel the sting of death anymore. We can live for eternity in our Father God's house. Doesn't that change our perspective? Doesn't that make you want to just get up and like fist pump the air? Come on. Come on. Come on. Thanks, Martin. You didn't let me down. <laughs> so why do we celebrate? Because the act of celebration builds strength. It produces strength within us. Celebration builds community around us. And most importantly, celebration can point to Jesus. It points us and those around us to Jesus. So let's enjoy this journey that we're on. We are all sinners trying our best to do as God has called us. In the ups and the downs of the coming season, let's remember to find time to celebrate. Let's party like we mean it.